All right, so we're starting to um, learn the costs of the federal carbon tax. Take a guess. $35 billion a year. And by 2019, every province, of course, is going to have to have this carbon pricing, but not yet known how much it's going to impact you directly. And we're the ones who are going to be paying for it. And by 2022, the government says it's going to cost $50 a ton. So if you go by the numbers, Canada emits 700 million tons of emissions every year. And you do the math and it adds up to $35 billion. But the left, they want to increase it even more. They want to put it up to like $300 a ton. Can you imagine? And uh, if you want a taste of the costs, just look to BC. They're paying $35 a ton. And it's supposed to be revenue neutral. They're paying a buck 70 for the cheap gas. A buck 70. And despite being asked over and over and over again for the last year, the Liberals have been refusing to say what the cost is. Aaron Woodrick is the federal director of the Canadian Taxpayer Federation. He joins me now to break it down. So we're, we're starting to learn the true costs of this carbon tax, which is going to be about $35 billion a year. And I don't know how much that means for the average taxpayer in this country. How much is it going to cost us? It really depends, Alex. There's no real safe answer. It depends on your consumption habits. So if you drive, uh, if you drive a lot and you fill up your car a lot, you're going to pay more. Um, but there is no simple answer to that. But what we do know is it's going to cost a significant sum. Because the whole point of this tax, and this is what makes it unique from other taxes, it's supposed to try and change your behavior. It's supposed to make things more expensive so you change your behavior. So it doesn't actually work unless it makes things more expensive. Yeah, and, and somewhat ironic that we talk about this today as the uh, the big three start to announce that they're only going to be uh, making SUVs now instead of cars. So, <laughs> you know, I, I, the irony is not lost on me that, you know, patterns and behaviors are not changing for consumers. They want what they want. No, you're right. And I think that the fundamental problem that governments have with these carbon taxes is lots of people, when you ask them the question, do you think we should do something about climate change? Most people will say, yeah. But when you start to put a price tag on it, when you start to tell them, are you willing to pay hundreds, thousands more dollars every year um, to help fight it? A lot of people start to say, "Mm, well, I don't know, like how much is this going to cost me? Right. But the the reality is we haven't really been hit with it yet. I think it's not going to be until... Um, 21, you know, 2021, 22, when it's actually $50 a ton that, that we're going to start seeing, certainly in Ontario, that there's a huge cost. BC would likely be able to explain it because their so-called revenue neutral carbon tax is now costing, uh, you know, a buck 70 at the gas tank. Well, that's it. I mean, BC is sort of the guinea pig here, and you're already seeing people freaking out there because of the price of gas. As you say, it's costing a buck fifty, a buck seventy to fill up your your gas uh, per liter. I mean, that is that is a lot of money, and in some cases, almost twice as much as what we pay out here. And if that's the route we're going, I think you're going to find a lot of people uh, who are not too thrilled about the carbon tax. Even if before they thought, oh, well, maybe this won't be a big deal. We're not talking a couple of cents here. We're talking about significant jumps in the cost of your gas. Right, because if your gas goes up, then everything else goes up, meaning the fruit you buy, the food you buy, the TV, everything starts to go up. Exactly, and that is part of the, again, this is not an accident. This is by design. A carbon tax is designed to make things 
more expensive. And that is, that is a serious problem that I think its supporters have to wrap their heads around. You know, other types of taxes, Alex, you add them because you're trying to raise money for government. That's what the purpose of the tax is. And you having to pay it is an unfortunate side effect. That's backwards with a carbon tax. The point of it is to make stuff more expensive for you. Um, and so if you're starting to gripe, if you think prices are high already, buckle up because they're only going to get worse with the carbon tax. Right, because with the carbon tax, it's supposed to almost punish you so that you stop doing things to lower emissions. But that's not generally what happens. What ends up happening, I think, is we drive business away, no? Yeah, look, there, there's going to be some uh, behavioral change, but is it going to be enough to stop climate change? Absolutely not. And in fact, the government's own bureaucrats have come out and said, if you really want to stop climate, if you want to have Canada meet its Paris targets, guess what? You're going to need to go to 300 bucks a ton, not 50, 300 bucks. So you're talking about six times more than their upper limit right now. That is a pile of cash that is just simply going to bury a lot of Canadians because they're not able to afford it. That's crazy. Okay, so let's go back to the 35 billion a year. Where does that money go? Is it coming back to the to, to the consumer? Is it going to be revenue neutral or does that stay in the government trough? Yeah, it really depends. It, the government could certainly cut some taxes. It's very hard to make things. When they say revenue neutral, what they mean is uh, we're going to raise these taxes and we'll cut those taxes over there. Mm-hmm. That sometimes happens. But that doesn't mean you as an individual are going to be uh, equal. You might, because of your lifestyle or where you live, you might be end up paying more in tax and you might get some other tax breaks, but they might not be as much as you are paying in the new tax. So it really depends on the individual. And it's an open question, Alex, if they're even going to give the money back at all. Some right. provinces have said, nope, we're going to keep the money. We're not giving it back. Right. And so yesterday, and I don't think it got a lot of coverage, the Saskatchewan government launched a a legal challenge to the Fed saying, you know what, We're, we're fighting this. And theoretically, if Doug Ford wins the provincial election in Ontario, he says he will not just cap, uh, cancel cap and trade. He will also reject the federal plan for this carbon pricing and he will then go to court. Um, and I expect that then, you know, Jason Kenney will see this ripple effect. Is that what what needs to happen in your view? I think so. And to be honest, Alex, I think the tide is already turning against carbon taxes. Uh, People are realizing that the emperor has no clothes here. Remember, the pipeline is another big issue here, too. We were told that the price to get these pipelines, the deal that we're going to make, you know, Mm -hmm. we all have a carbon tax. And in exchange, the environmentalists will let us build the pipeline. Well, guess what? They didn't. Even though there's carbon tax in Alberta, they still said, nope, we're not going to let you build a pipeline. So if that falls through, if this pipeline does not get built, I think that is the end, end of the line for carbon taxes in Canada. Right. Okay. And so then I go back to BC, uh, where, you know, I think people are right there just starting to choke on this this increase in gas. Um, is there any chance that they too will reject it, given the government there is such a green government right now? You know, anything can happen. But, but I would say this, the whole theory behind carbon taxes, it relies on the idea that everyone else is going to do it too. If no one else is doing it and other people are actually getting rid of it, you are sticking yourself out there for absolutely no benefit. And there's going to be a lot of pressure because, as you say, talking about chasing businesses away, when you raise the cost of doing business, which a carbon tax does, um, you're only hurting yourself. And if no one else is doing it, you're actually not going to do anything about climate change. No. And and so I think the emissions that they want to lower it to, they say 6%. But as I recall, Canada is not a huge contributor to the global uh, pollution. No, we're not. I mean, we are less than 2% of global emissions. um, And, you know, we're not even on track to hit our own targets. So, you know, even if we did, Alex, even if we shut down, I did the math last year, even if we shut down the country and brought our emissions to zero, 
that's the amount of emissions that China would churn out mm-hmm. in about three and a half weeks. Right. So it, it, is, it is just simply not in our power. We're too small a country to have a major impact on climate change. So why then do I hear so much talk about the fact that economists like this? Is that just, is that just rhetoric? No, I think some, uh, some economists come in uh, to this uh, uh, honestly, but I think they're a bit naive in thinking that governments will give up the revenue. That's where I think they make the mistake. They think that government is going to say, oh, we'll raise this tax and we'll cut this tax over here. That's not what they want to do. They, they want to keep the extra money. And that is the problem. It's not trading one tax for another. It's just adding another tax on top of everything we have right now. And just forgive me for, for being a bit ignorant to it. Who gets charged? Is it all manufacturing and business, who doesn't and who does get charged? Depends on the system. So if you're talking about here in Ontario and the cap and trade, the answer is it depends. And that's the reason that the cap and trade of all the different systems, cap and trade is probably the absolute worst because it allows governments to play favorites. It allows some industries to get off the hook while others don't. Um, and frankly, it, it, it exposes uh, people to corruption because if you're an industry and you need to grease the palms of particular people or lobbyists or whatever, um, it's a lot more likely to happen under a cap and trade system. If you were a betting man, um, are you betting for or against that this is going to happen? If Doug Ford, I think, gets elected, would be the big um, would be the big temperature gauge, no? Yeah, look, if if he uh, if he wins the election, I think uh, he's openly said he's going to pull out a cap and trade. I think that's a smart idea. Um, but uh, look, I think uh, carbon taxes are on the back foot in this country now. As I said, it was a it was a nice idea that a lot of people thought, oh, it was a nice thing to fight climate change. But more and more of them, when they see the real price and the real impact on yeah. Canadians, they get really nervous. Money talks. It's a funny thing, eh? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Aaron, thank you. Thanks a lot, Alex. That is Aaron Woodrick joining us tonight on Point Here on Global News Radio.